everybody, welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. KT. And we have a special guest with us, Mr. Kilo Righteous from... Me. The regular podcast. The my regular bad, podcast. my bad. The regular I, podcast, I, I, I knew can, that. I, I can tell that um, Gabby is not an avid listener. You know, Actually, I'm the one that actually a- listens <laughs> to your podcast. KT is the one that does not. But I had got you mixed up with Derek, the right man child, for a second. Why is it? Me too. I always get their podcast messed up for some reason. I don't, both, they both have right in their, their yeah. name. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes I also say the right man, and it's just like, dang it, why? Excuse me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, can you please uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast, plug your stuff, plug your social media, and all that good stuff? Who you are and what you're doing. Hello, listeners of Talk It Out Podcast. Uh, and, and this is a podcast that I love, actually. I am Kilo, and I'm from Ohio. My podcast is mainly about uh, black issues, really, and I like to get into statistics and how they relate to black people. And just like with any statistician, I frame them in a way so that my argument is being made clear. Mm -hmm. So, you know, most people are not clear about that, but I'm very open about that. I'm going to give you the stats from a perspective of someone who wants to uplift the black people in the world. So that's what I do on my podcast. And I talk about rap a lot because I love rap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's so, me. Yeah. Plug your social media and tell them where they can find your podcast, please. You can find my podcast at the regular podcast on SoundCloud. And you can also listen to it on iTunes. You can download an app that I use called podcast addict and you can search me on there too. And it, it searches for podcasts everywhere. Mm-hmm. No, they're not paying me, but it's just a good app to use. <laughs> so, um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Kilo underscore righteous. That's my Twitter. My Snapchat is Kilo Mansa as in Mansa Musa K K I L O M A N S A on uh Snapchat and Instagram. So there you go. Noise. Check yeah. them out. Especially, um, I know if y'all follow us on uh, Twitter, y'all know who he is because we frequently have discussions. <laughs> so <laughs> follow him on Twitter. Um, yeah. So as far as us, you know, we have a social media. We have Facebook, facebook.com slash talk it out podcast. We have an Instagram, instagram.com slash talk it out podcast. Our Twitter is talk it out underscore pod. Use the hashtag talk it out pod for a retweet. Uh, we have a website, tiopodcast.com, where you can listen to our episodes and read blog posts and merchandise is coming very soon. You can listen to Talk It Out Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you could possibly get your podcast. We're there. So uh, let's get started. Mr. Kilo, um, Mm -hmm. the first question that I want to bring to you, um, (laughs) I just found something like five minutes ago. <laughs> so, um, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna preface for you. Okay, so so what you said, I just want to confirm what you said. <laughs> At the beginning of this episode, whenever you were introducing yourself, you said you give facts and information on black people because you want to support black people. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, go ahead with what you're about to say, Gavin. Go ahead. Ooh, <laughs> <whoa>. <laughs> All right. So as you know, when was this? Let me get the, the timeline. 
Okay, there was a there was a tweet posted at twelve fifty one from the podcast brothers that said, "Why is my timeline filled with men bashing?" Right, and uh, if you go back to what you said at approximately uh, three hours ago, so that's like one o'clock. Uh, you said Twitter is run by black women with no children. Now, what did you mean by that, Mister Kilo? I meant I meant was exactly what I said. I believe that the most powerful people, voices on Twitter, are black women with no children. That's what I believe. But what does it have to do with, with the man bashing? How does that correlate? Oh, because I feel like those women have the strongest disposition mm. to men and black men. Now, I only feel like that because when I normally find myself in these conversations and or heated debates... Mm-hmm. They are with women who fit this description. Now, that doesn't mean that they're bad people, but it does mean, I think, that they run Twitter. Okay. They are the powerful ones on Twitter. If they have an issue with you, <laughs> you're going to have some issues, I believe. Okay. So, so the, the no children okay. part, that was not a slight. That was just an observation, you would say. Or was it a slight? Well, well I believe the no children. I don't know why they don't have children, but I think it's... I think there's a connection between them not having children and their ideologies. Okay. I think they don't have children for a specific reason. I don't know what the reason is, but I think they, it goes together. Their, their politics and their political views and whatever they feel about a woman needing to have a, ch- a, a child. Hmm. So, so you're saying like all black, maybe all black feminists like have a, a type of view that makes them not want to have children or something? I like how you use the word feminist. Now let's get feminist. to that. Why? Why? Why did I? When I said it's run by black women with no children, why do you go straight to feminist? Because I didn't say that. You didn't say that. I, I guess I assume that's what you meant based on the conversations that we have on Twitter. No, I don't think they're all feminists, but I, I think that when I said what I said, I think. I mean, do you guys disagree that those women? That's the group that runs Twitter. They're the most powerful group on Twitter. Maybe on no. your feed. I don't know. No, I don't, don't know if so? these ki- folks have kids or not. To be honest, I don't know anything about these women. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't also, have the information to go off of. Maybe based on the people that you follow, then a lot of black women is is like the the core main and what they say goes. But like based on the people that we follow, it's mostly just a whole bunch of white men within the podcast community that are trying to tell the podcasters how they do it and we're trying to like be the top podcast and like Actually, no, I guess we really don't have a lot of white men it's mainly black men on our feed oh yeah yeah that's true it's just basically men like none of it is, is, is women we don't see the women part hmm. I'm wondering if that if you follow a bunch of men to help your narrative Next nope. no, we just follow back whoever what? follows us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> follow, who follows us? Like, Gabby has followed some people who haven't posted since 2015. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, that makes no sense. Why would you mm. do that? But Anyways, no. back, back to that story. Okay, back to this. So, um, well, I, I'm, I guess I might have to ask Flaw this, but I'll, I'll ask you. So, do you think there is a a culture on Twitter of men bashing like this is a new wave um and on twitter uh let me give a complete answer before i give my one word answer okay. well 
the complete answer will be a test in my one word answer. I think the answer is yes, but I think it is in response to what they feel as an attack on them. I feel like the people, I don't think people are doing it for no reason is what I'm saying. I think it's a reaction. So I don't, I don't think it's out of nowhere. I think it's definitely a reaction, but that doesn't negate the fact that it exists though. Okay. So, so what, what is the difference to you between men bashing and critiquing men? Um, I think, I, I honestly think bashing and critiquing the same thing. If you want to be more sensitive, I guess you'll say someone is bashing you. If you want to be more objective, you'll say critique. I think same thing. Okay, so you're you're saying uh, women with no children are more likely to critique men, and what well, I don't have doing. the number. I don't. I don't have the stats on that. So more likely, you know, that yeah. points to some type of survey I might have done. But um, yeah, I do think so. I okay. think so. That's my that's my opinion. Well, if you put it that way, I mean, you really don't have numbers, but just saying women with no children are more likely to critique um, men. I don't Harshly. think anything's wrong with that. Harshly, okay. So, so what what do you think the difference is? Do you think there's a culture of um, what do we what do we what would we call it maliciousness towards men, or do you think it's rightly justified? I that that's what I was saying about the um reactionary part because. You can't really be mad at a group of people when they are reacting to attacks because there was a time in Twitter history, man, I go back to Twitter like 2009, where it was okay to say a lot of different things about a lot of different people. (laughs) You understand? Mm -hmm. So now those people are kind of speaking up for themselves. And now the people who have grown up and we're not doing, we're not saying the things we used to say. Now we feel like, oh, hey, we stopped. So you guys should stop. And that's not normally how it works. So. And and not just not in regards to just women, but do you do that also with like LGBT folks as well? What I do what? Like, do you talk to your friends? Like, if they say, "Oh, that that shit's gay," that shit's gay. Like, do you do you also say, "Hey, like, that's not really quote unquote gay"? If that um, I honestly don't because um, I don't have many friends that have issues like that where where they might be. You know, having my friends really wouldn't be confused with anybody that's homophobic, if you know what I mean. I'm, some people might think we might say some borderline things sometimes, but it's they're not. I don't think they ever go gay bashing. I so I don't think I ever even had to check anybody. Plus, I have I have um, a few people that I grew up with, and then we I ended up finding out that they were gay. So I think just the people that I know, they know gay people too closely. You know. Once you, you can't really grow up and then hate somebody just because you find out that they're gay. Once you already love them as a friend or whatever <laughs> like that, you just you, you just look at them as a friend. Or if you like them a lot enough as a friend, you're not going to change how you feel about this stuff. Mainly it's because of a female friend that I have since I was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. And she was she was um, she is gay. And her aunt used to. She pretty much had to. She wasn't allowed to be around her girlfriend in high school and stuff like that. Her mm-hmm. aunt would. And even when she graduated from college, she couldn't really hug her girlfriend in front of her aunt and her grandmother and stuff like that. And she was still messed up about it. Mm-hmm. So and that was that was like 2013. So ever since then, and when she told me everything that she told me about her aunt, I pretty much, you know, I, I became a lot more aware of what I was saying from from her telling me everything she told me. 
Okay. Now, do you have that same that same uh, compassion Feeling. towards a uh, gay man? Um, I'm not as close with any as I am with that woman. But actually, if you guys listen to my podcast that I just put out today, we're talking about insecurities. You guys were actually on it. And mm-hmm. the second caller that I have is a guy who I was in, uh, went to high school with, a friend from high school, and he's gay. And he talked about his struggles. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm not... I'm not going to, um, I'm actually, uh, for my female gay friend or any male gay friend, I'm not in the position to, I won't, I won't march down the street for their cause. I'm not at that level yet, but, um, I definitely try not to be offensive to any of my friends, like on that level. Okay. What's stopping you from marching? Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna be honest, man. <laughs> I'll be I gotta be honest about it. I'm not Come marching on. because like my my situation is more the the things that I feel like I'm fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like bl- uh, gay black people are included, so I'm not gonna go to each specific thing. Just oh, like I support, Lord. I support. I know, I know. It sounds you know just like everybody else sounds, but just like I support. Um, black women in their in their struggle and right to be um in their struggle to be paid equally Mm -hmm. i won't be i'll be at the rally to have black people paid equally before i'll go to that rally it's the same thing i feel like that will help gay people um also having equal health care having equal access to, to um employment having equal access to uh healthy food. I think that everybody's encompassed. So I don't think I don't try to do things for specific groups. I, I guess that would become what is it what is it considered? What is is that intersectionality? Yeah, that's the opposite of intersectionality. Okay, well let me, let me ask doing- you this. Let me ask you this. Okay, how do you feel? How do you sorry, feel in politics um about people like Obama back when he was there? You know, he was pushing all these programs for um, the middle class and the poor, but nothing specifically for black people. And he was like, well, the rising tide moves all boats. Um, so what, how do you feel in politics when government and uh, legislators push things for poor people in general or um, lower middle class people in general, but they don't specifically target black people? Even though black people statistically are doing worse, don't you think sometimes black? there needs uh-huh. to be um, there needs to be targeted legislation? And uh, it does need to yeah. be targeted. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree that there needs to be targeted legislation, but I'm not a legislator. So when it comes to the black struggle, I can't say I can't say I'm going to put these other things in in. Um, at the forefront of my mind, I can only go what I feel is most important. I don't think that anybody who fights for anything puts everybody's struggle on the same playing field just because they care about those people. I can care about a, a person and still not um, have them at the highest point on my priorities list. I believe well, it's not about that. It's not about saying you you gotta uh, be the number the one ally in the in the uh, pride parade, but it's about saying mm-hmm. if you say you're for all black folks then Mm -hmm. that would seem like at times not all the time you ain't gotta always be there but at Mm -hmm. certain times you will be there for certain groups that are getting affected even worse even worse than 
uh, black heterosexual man. Uh, you got black women and all the crap they're going through. You got LGBT people, LGBT people getting um, harassed and uh, and kicked out of houses and killed mm-hmm. and stuff by cis black people. Uh, so I don't know. I I just feel like that's that's where intersectionality comes into part because if you say, well, I'm just for all black people, then by definition, some people are going to get left out because it's just the way it's set up. There's patriarchy in our community. There's homophobia. There is classism and all types of stuff. And you're if you're not, I feel, if you're not willing to deal with those certain things, then the only people that are going to end up getting some type of change are cis, heterosexual black men. How? <laughs> there's more black women than black men. That's first. Secondly, there's not only is there more black women total than black men, there are more black women that are free from prison. So that means when all of the rights get um get passed and everything like that, the most beneficial group will be black women. That's first. And they're considered a double minority in the workplace. That's second. But I do agree with you that um some people will be left out when you when you target the whole the whole. But it's not by definition. That's just how things work out statistically. But it shouldn't work out like that. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I fight for every, not that I even fight. I just try to learn as much as I can. And I try to build up, uh, I I build up in microwaves. I'm not Mm -hmm. somebody that's going to organize a million man march. That's not who I am. Right. Okay. So I'm more of a, let's try to build up this, my, my neighborhood, my community. Let me make as many people aware of certain things as I can, which is why I, cause I contacted um, my gay friend. I contacted him to see if he would be comfortable coming on my show so that he can bring awareness to his struggle as a black man. Right. And I didn't even know he was going to talk about his homosexuality. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that was good. I feel like that's me doing my part because some people that listen to my show they might not be all the way as um, aware or accepting as I am when right. it comes to different people's uh, situations. So I might not march, but I feel like I'm doing my part. I don't march for, for black men doing anything, whether it's a straight black man or not. I, don't, I just don't march. That's just not what I do. The way capitalism works, people will be at the bottom no matter what. So how we figure out who, I mean, unless we're saying let's go to socialist or communism, I don't think that's what we want. So Let's figure out the best way so that the most people can get help. That's, I mean, that's just what I think. Well, when I when I say marches, I didn't mean literal marches. I meant like a figurative right. march. But um, capitalism sucks. So, I mean, if we want to abolish that, that's fine. But as far as um, mm-hmm. if we even talk about classism, let's talk about classism real quick. Because mm-hmm. classism embodies all sexualities, all genders, all whatever. Mm-hmm. When you talk about, we have to talk about how we're going to make sure everybody gets gets um, gets a chance to at least try to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think the main what the main way is like you're doing you're doing your part. You're giving people voices and whatever, but we we can't just like I said just say this is for all black people because. Well, we can say, well, these legislatures need to give us grants and stuff so we can start businesses and stuff like that. That's mainly going to affect middle class people that have education and that have degrees. But if you got mm-hmm. people in a lower class that only have high school diplomas and don't know how to start a business and don't have education, it's going to take a little bit more work. And so I think we can't be uh, lazy and just say, well, we're going to do what's, what's, what's easiest. 
in order mm-hmm. for us to really be for the black community as a whole, the lowest of low, the disabled people, the trans people, the the poor folks that's, that's making seven something an hour, those need to be in the forefront, I think. Because if, if the poor are doing all right, the middle class is doing all right. And then the the upper class is doing all right. I think that needs to be our first. Those people need to be in the forefront, not not uh, your able-bodied black person who who went to college and uh, you know got a master's. They don't need to be in the forefront because you know they could potentially work and get somewhere. There are people that can work their butt off and never leave their neighborhood because they just they don't have the opportunity so i feel like those need to be the first people in in the in the front lines okay what i wanted to say is yes those people um need need extra they need extra support i would say they need extra support they are it's not that um homosexual black people need more grant or business loan assistance. Now, the people who I give my most, my, my, um, the majority of my focus to are black men with felonies. Mm-hmm. They are the most discriminated against group in the country. Black men going to, um, going to jail and becoming felons higher than 10% of our population. 10% mm-hmm. of the black male population has a felony. Uh-huh. Now, when you think about that, there's, okay. Th- so anyway, I, I won't even get too much into it, but what I'm saying is, that's the highest. Um, that's where I put most of my concentration into. It's not to say that I ignore everybody else, but I feel like the subgroup. Every everybody has to pick a subgroup that they want to support and uplift. I feel if we want to um, bring the collective forward, and that's the subgroup that I support the most. I, when I send books into prisons, when mm. I do that, when I was in prison, I was I was buying books for other men so that they can have professional development. Mm-hmm. Because that's that. When I see those people, when you talking about. I had to show a 34-year-old man who has been on who had been on heroin for 10 plus years how to read in there. Black man, he didn't know how to read. Mm. And he was kind of embarrassed to ask me to teach him at first. Mm-hmm. But eventually he saw that I was a comfortable person and he could speak to me. I had to show him how to read certain things. And he would still always bring me a book and say, What's this word right here? And I'm talking about a 34-year-old man. And Rich he's from Richmond, Virginia. Right. So that's the mo- that that group right there is where I put my focus into. But I would never if somebody pointed out to me, hey, you're stepping on this other group's toes with what you're doing, then I would fall back off what I was doing. I just needed to be shown to me that whatever I'm doing is messing somebody else's struggle up. So for a while, I was, um, I might have been doing that early on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because at first, when I first got, you know, quote unquote, woke, my whole thing was let me go find every person that believes in Jesus right now and strip them of their religion. Like that was so <laughs> stupid of me and I wasted so much time. Me. Yo, I'm, I'm being I'm being honest. I was doing that, right. and that was so much. That was so much of a waste of a time because I seen Christianity make people into positive people. So why would I try to take that from people? So if if um if I'm wasting time or if I'm uh, counterproductive to other Black people's struggles, then I just wanted to be pointed out to me, and then we could try to fix it like that. I do agree with you though that um other groups, other subgroups in Black society are being um discriminated against, and they need support. I just can't give them all of my attention or that much of my attention. Well, yeah, you don't have to do that. But it, it seems like we're getting somewhere because at first it was just like, well, I'm just I'm here for all the black people and whatever is going to help everybody is what I'm here for. And everybody else that's under that, then you just got to get in where you fit in. But now it seems like we're getting somewhere. OK, OK, I, I see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, KT, I've been talking too much. 
what do you want to? You have been talking too much. What do you want to uh, um, debate him on? <laughs> I don't really want to debate him on anything. Let's see. Uh, let me ask. Uh, do you hate fat women? Hey, listen. Some of my favorite people are fat women. Okay. Oh no, okay, no, ma'am. I don't, no, I don't, I don't need the. No, 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 KT, I got KT. black friends. Like. Thing. I was doing from that for white, that reason. So I just need to know. Okay. Yeah, I, I did it for that. That was just okay, a little okay, joke. Okay. That was a joke. That was a joke. Nah, I definitely don't hate fat women. But I will tell you this right here, though. I was that just like how um you know when you get woke you go around messing with all the Christians you know, I definitely when I learned about um Dr. Sebi I was definitely bothering all of the fat people. So you know oh, I'm kind of ashamed. That I'm kind I'm ashamed of it, and I don't do it anymore. But I do um try to encourage people to do whatever is comfortable for them. And I, I want to, encu- I, I just use statistics. So I just talk about um, black people leading, you know, this is one thing, black and white women have the highest incident rates of cancer out of all women in America. right? Mm-hmm. But black women die from it more than white women do. Right. I think that's because of diet. It's also because of the types of cancer that, that black women get, but it's, I think it's uh, cancer is caused a lot by, our diet. Even when people get healthy and they become vegans, they eat soy everything. Soy is cancer causing. So that's the kind of things I talk about. I won't talk about weight as much anymore as I used to because um, you know, some, it's just genetic for some people. I might make a joke or two, but <laughs> I'm just playing when I do that. But I will give out stats about health and it's not normally about weight. It's more about um, diet mostly. Okay, so what about that tweet you posted yesterday? Yeah, yeah. I know. I just I said know. I joke. I just said I joke. Oh, I joke it was a joke around. now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, I think that it was kind of insensitive for you to throw back and say something along the lines of, "Well, people make fun of my hairline, so I'm just making fun of fat people." But at the same time, like, what has your hairline got to do with oppression? Like, I'm sorry that it's all yeah. like, I'm, I'm sorry that you got a terrible hairline if that's how you feel. <laughs> but like, what has that got to do with the oppression of fat people? You know what oh, I'm you saying? Said the- Oppression? oppression no oppression people. oppression of fat people oh, 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 oppression of fat people no you know i didn't um i never thought about the stats but you know i love stats and one who who was that running the account when they sent me this, the numbers me KT. okay <laughs> yeah yeah I, I appreciated that you know that i like i read that and i said whoa i guess i never thought you know my mind went to a place of maybe the type of people who are overweight do different types of job but you know what i didn't want to even get that far into the research i'll just take the i'll take the numbers that you gave me and i'll just trust that the numbers are correct and that um fat people need a little bit more um need a little bit more love so i'm not mad at it i is did that joke because wait a second a is joke. that because we're we're fluffier so we need more love is that it <laughs> you said what are you saying that i'm fat are you saying that i'm fat right now are you saying i'm I don't fat? Know. you gotta tell me no. if you're fat. i don't know <laughs> I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I Girl, did say it on, on on the podcast though. You did talk about um, oh, I wait. can't even remember which one. How you how you said Gabby was trying to get you to work out, <laughs> and <laughs> she need to stop asking you to go work out so much yet. Gabby has her her woes, but like when I first met her, she was very, very, very fat phobic. Like, Ooh. and I felt like so conscious myself sometimes she's gotten a lot better comparison especially with me saying hey stop doing that that's really fat phobic hey stop trying to police how i eat and hey stop trying to do this whenever i say this like i'm fat you're thin let me let me do what i want to do damn it Gabby, are you thin gabby no 
Oh. Boy, do not let her lie to you. She I used to be thin. I'm muscular now. 110 pounds. No, I'm with not. one little muscle. I'm 130 <laughs> something pounds, pure muscle. Uh, no, 5% she's body dead. fat. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, yes, it, it's kind of murky waters. And even I'm learning now because, you know, I, I try to encourage people, you know, to, to work out. But it, apparently the way my tactics at first were not the best. So in a sense, she's gotten better, though. You know, I can't say that. Like you actually now when you say, hey, do you want to work out with me? Or if you did ask me, do you want to work out or do I want to work out with you? It's not. Are you sure you did eat that bag of whatever? Do you sure you don't want to work out with me? Like leave your body policy self over there like if you hate your body that's cool but i like all my fat rolls and stuff so that's that's (laughs) help her today anyways this is going left i don't know what this got to do with this let's get back to the nitty-gritty why do you hate feminists hate i use what i use no 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 see this is one thing i I just at first i did have negative perceptions of feminists, I didn't hate them, but okay. I read a, I read a great book from Roxane Gay called Fat, "Bad Feminists," mm-hmm. and now my eyes are opened up in a new way. Okay, I learned that there's a difference between, and I was I was using some of her words against one of y'all. I don't know who was running that account. Capital feminists, capital F feminists, in quotations, and lowercase feminists. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, what she was saying is, capital F feminists are normally the ones that everybody can see on mm-hmm. Twitter and the ones that they put on TV a lot to say some things that we say, what are you talking about? Those type of women are the capital F. Now, feminism, now, feminism is the one where pretty much anybody who's down for women's rights, we're feminists, which I think I heard Gabby say she learned that in a class, college class. Yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so anybody who, who was down for women having equal pay and having um, their own agency, you know, rights to their own body, we're all feminists. If we believe that. So, yeah, I don't hate I don't hate feminists. I just was um, misinformed about what a feminist was when I was saying a lot of the crazy stuff I was saying about feminists. Okay, so let me ask you this. What Mm. what are some let's see. What are some things that you see in feminism right now? Let's say the big F feminism feminists that you see on TV. What are some of your. Um, your problems that you have with them and some of their rhetoric that they speak? Um, to me, capital S F feminists sound just like the people on, like they sound just like Donald Trump when he says those thugs, when you get them, when you put them in a paddy wagon, don't be so nice to them. You know, when you put their head down, uh-huh. don't use your hand to protect their head. That's what they sound like to me. General, they, they don't mind... I, they don't mind the generalizations, you know, because if I was to say something that was very broad and general, I would be uh, I would be massacred online for it. But then um, some of the I think the capital F feminists will make broad. It's made. I know y'all know a uh, crystal crystals or however you say. Oh, her name. yeah. She, she's a capital F. <laughs> crystals is a capital F. Debate. OK, so you're saying the generalizations. <laughs> Is what gets no, you. no, no. That's just that's just one of the main things I see them do. They'll um they might say something like, um, I'm I'm not gonna go to this gym with black men. Why would I do that? So I can be raped? Like that's wait, who that's said that? Crystal said that, and <laughs> when? I'm not. Gonna, when? <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. Like well, a while she ago, she didn't. Yeah, she did. She tweeted it. But listen, I'll though, find it. I'm not. I, I, I'm not even Those going. Those two Oliver to, tweets. 
<laughs> yeah. But but they they normally say things like that that might be considered radical feminism. That's mm-hmm. what they normally call it, radical feminism. And then they might look down on certain other feminists who might not agree with them on everything. So um, I think that's a capital F right there. So you, you know. feel that um, when these women use these generalizations that, that men are being oppressed by this or you just don't Mm-mm. like the way it sounds? Mm-mm. No, I, I actually, I mean, it's not that it's a problem or not. I just think it's not what... Um, it's not what, and this is not really an official word because it's not for me to say, but I don't think it's going to get them anywhere in their fight. You know, I seen um, a lady, I can't even think of her name, but she organized the Women's March and um, they just had one at the NRA. I, I can't think of her name, uh-huh. but she said something, uh, they asked her a question about the slut walk and she says, I just think that there's um, better ways to spend our time than doing something like that. I feel like that something like that is capital F feminism. It's not that it's uh, offensive to me or men. It's just I don't think it is. Um, I think it, it it puts hierarchy in the movement. Going back to capital F feminism, mm-hmm. you feel that one the generalizations, two the the divisiveness between the thought, and if somebody doesn't agree with what they they say, then they call them not a real feminist. That's what you're saying. Uh, I think I think they they might not have said you're not a real feminist um verbatim, but I think they kind of um hint at that. Like, yeah, that's not that's just those girls wanting attention type of type of thing. Okay. So I would say yeah, yeah. Do you do you find those in the the black black power or black um liberation movement as well? Do you yes. find that a lot of times we we uphold these people that get on TV and make these generalizations? And then talk bad about another group and what they're doing because yes. um, they don't feel it's productive or something. Yes, 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 one thousand and twenty-two percent. Yes, that is. I think it's the biggest in in the black empowerment movement. I don't think it's bigger anywhere else. When you see people like Umar getting on the internet cussing out a dude from Detroit like he's doing, every single black consciousness movement has had beef between the leaders. We can uh-huh. take this back to Frederick Douglass versus Booker T. Washington. Uh-huh. I'm talking, this is not like a new thing because the internet is around. Right. You got Frederick, Frederick Douglass versus Booker T. Then when Frederick was out the picture, then you have Booker T versus W.E.B. Then when mm-hmm. he was out the picture, W.E.B. versus Marcus Garvey. Mm-hmm. I mean, this shit is, excuse my language, but this goes back like, oh, since slavery. This is before slavery. So we're right. talking about early 1800s. So the black people, black people, we do it more than anybody. So, yes, I do believe divisiveness is um, alive and well within the... I think it has something to do with um, oppressed people, period. Yeah. Yeah, so, yes, I do I do think. I think it's a, a bigger, much bigger issue in the black community than feminists. I think feminists have much better um, traction right now than we do. Well, you know why actually. that is, because the face of feminism is, is white women... So um, that's a little more yeah. commercial than black men who want to be in charge of everything. But that's true. True. Get um, it how you live, though. Hey, Gabby, get it how you live. But that's, and that's another reason why, you know, when you see when you think of LGBT people, that's why intersectionality is so important. When you think of LGBT people, you think of a, a white gay man. And that's why they're getting so much traction, because even though uh, the man is gay, he's still a white 
men and white men have power. And that's why black black LGBT people are like, yo, we kind of need some help because in the LGBT community, we're getting uh, quieted down. And in the black community, we're getting quieted down. And so nobody's listening to what we're saying. So, but that's neither here nor there. But I, I agree most definitely. Um, so what do you think we can do in the, in the black community to get some stuff done? Because right now it seems like it's just a lot of talking going on. Everybody yeah. trying to get their fame. Everybody trying to get hooked up with these celebrities and get these big interviews and stuff. And it's like, what what really is the, the goal here? Or is there not a goal? It's just a, a big money-making scheme, which I think it kind of is. Black people's biggest issue is looking for a messiah. Mm-hmm. That will never work. That is a Bible story, allegory. It is not real life. Mm-hmm. That's our biggest issue. Once we start, like, this is the thing, and not to make us like a terrorist group, but the reason... Um, the reason these groups that we consider terrorist groups, the reason they're so strong is because they are ideas. They yep. are not leaders. There's no leader. They kill leaders all the time. And these people continue doing what they do. That's the thing. Black people can't get on one page because we don't even know what we want. We've never had anything. Ever since we came out of slavery, we haven't had anything. So we don't even know what we want. Right. So even if we want it, we say, hey, give us a job. We get affirmative action. Now we like, hmm, now what? Because we don't have education to go do these jobs we just asked for. So we don't even know what we want. So that's first thing. Stop looking for one leader. Let's figure out ideology, which is what Yvette Carnell is on, which I got hip to her from Gabby. Mm-hmm. I, I think Gabby Pamela. I'm, and I'm a, I'm a big, I, I love Yvette Carnell. Um, Yvette is more about politic, a black, um, black politics, like the black monolith politics. So something that we can all agree on, something that's all encompassing. Because if we leave anybody out, like Umar did, Umar tried to cut out a massive portion of black people and thought he was really going to prosper. All right. So once we figure out, um, we get some consensus and ideology, then we can go forward until then there's nothing until the black man and the black woman figure out that we need to be on each other's teams. There will be no movement. Oh, so so I, I do have a question for you in regards to that. Do you think some of that has to do with, uh, religion? Um, some of what? Like not being on the same page, basically. No, I don't. No, okay. Nah, because I know um, a lot of it. Mark, ahead, Marcus Garvey, Marcus Garvey had many, many, many followers, and he was a Catholic, and he had followers. And what he did, what was, which was very smart, he told people, "Leave your faith system at the door, right? You can mm-hmm. believe whatever you want, but in this room, it's about black empowerment. So you don't cut off a Christian, you don't cut off a Muslim, you don't cut off a Jewish black person, you don't cut off anybody, a Mormon, whatever, Jehovah Witness, you." They stay what they are, but when we come in this room, it's about economic empowerment. So that's what they did. So religion is not the issue. But when you think Most about black it, people in this country are Christians. Yeah, anyway. that's the thing. But here's the thing about that: with religion, especially with Christianity, comes justification for sexism and justification for homophobia. So True. you're going to have a lot of people together. You're going to be like, okay, let's help all the black people. And then it's like, okay, what about our LGBT people? And then, oh, well, we don't believe in that because the Bible say, what about uh, women in leadership? We need some women leaders. Well, we don't believe in that because the Bible say the women can't do this. So right. it, it might actually be a hindrance. Under this is why I say, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. This is why I say I don't believe it'll be a hindrance because now I don't know if you guys um, believe in the Bible or not. I don't believe in it, but you know, there's some good information in there. Mm-hmm. But the reason why nobody that will never hold us back 
is because people who believe in the Bible don't believe in everything in the Bible anyway. They That's pick yeah. things that they feel are right. So if we come together, we could actually come together as a collective, not be Christian based and use things from the Bible to help us get forward because there's good lessons in there. So, um, nah, yeah, most Christians don't believe everything in the Bible. I mean, they say in the Bible that you're, when you offer your offering supposed to be burnt goat and they're not doing that. So, you know, it's a lot of things in there. that they're not, It's not Christianity or religion won't be the, the downfall. I don't think. Think I kind of disagree, but we can agree to disagree because I think well, well, most people they they don't claim to be uh or they claim you know they they pick and choose, but they still for some reason there's still some stuff that we tend to hang on to like uh spare the rod, uh spoil the child and stuff like that. People who don't who haven't gone to church in like twenty years will quote that in justification for whooping their child. And and people will quote Leviticus till the day they die. They haven't been in church and they're atheists and stuff. And they'll, they'll quote uh, Leviticus about uh, it being an abomination. So I, it's stuff like that. Like all that other little stuff, they don't care about that stuff. They don't care about the offerings. They don't care about divorce. They don't care about the other stuff in the Ten Commandments. But that stuff, for some reason, the sexism and the, the gay folks the and, and hitting their children, that stuff Abortion. has been with the, with the black community for since slavery. So that stuff is going to be really, really hard to, mm-hmm. to, to go away, I think. Yeah, misogyny. And also, like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but, like, also Gabby is really into, like, church and all that so she's seen it every single week for me maybe i don't feel that same way because i'm not seeing that every single week because i don't go to church and i'm not a christian and all that black yeah so that's true (laughs) is it true all right so this is the the misogyny misogyny in the bible is the most evident from the first three pages of the bible so i tried to um actually write write whole studies about this because i don't understand why there's a female christian they need to rewrite that book I just don't understand it. But um, yeah, that Timothy, Timothy two and nine through mm-hmm. 16, where they talk about um, a woman should not let a woman learn in silence. And, you know, a woman should not speak outside the home stack type of I'm like, man, come on. We need we need some some rewriting out here. It's not like they never rewritten the Bible before. They need to rewrite it again. But also, That's- I think a lot of people don't really read the Bible. Like even my mom, who is like super duper 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 Christian. Like, I don't think I ever seen her like actually pick up a Bible <laughs> and read it in our house. Mm. And she would use God against me like every single day. I live there every single day. Going to hell, going to hell, going to hell, going to hell, going to hell. I have accepted the fact that I'm going to hell. Like, I don't believe in God, but apparently I'm still going to hell. So, um, yeah, like, I, I, I still think, I agree with Gabby. I feel like even if they don't pick up a Bible, like, there's still going to be that hindrance there, like abortion and, and things like that. Let me ask you this, because there are a lot of um, gay Christians also. So do you think their religion will stop them from um, the LGBT community from uh, progressing? Oh, no, no, most definitely. Like, like even the slaves. I mean, the slaves, they in the Bible, it says, you know, you can beat your slaves and stuff like that. But a lot of slaves were still Christian, but they still fought for liberation. It's it's just it's not the people that are that are being oppressed in the Bible. It's the people that are not being oppressed that are using the passages to oppress folks. It's those people that's going to be the ones hard to convince i think mm-hmm. yeah so okay. yeah 
Well, this has been a good discussion. It's an hour in. Um, we didn't we didn't holler and scream like I expected. Um, Dang. I wanted well, to fight. We were trying to get some some clickbait and some drama going, but it's okay. We can do it. Let me. I, I, <laughs> I'll say something real quick. Uh, let me let me try to think of some click clickbait. Nah, I don't have any. We'll have some for T.O. Black, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, Kilo, for coming on the show. This was a very, very good discussion. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, remember, guys, if you want to uh, hit us up and continue the conversation, we got a Facebook, facebook.com slash Talk It Out Podcast, and Instagram at instagram.com slash Talk It Out Podcast, and our Twitter is Talk It Out underscore pie use the hashtag talk it out pie for a retweet let's keep the conversation going tag kilo righteous and uh we can debate um yeah our website is tiopodcast.com go to tiopodcast.com slash blog to listen to read our latest blog posts probably something correlating to what we talked about today um and uh, yeah kilo plug your stuff one more time for the people's at Kilo underscore Righteous. That's on Twitter. And then um, Akilo Mansa, like Mansa Musa, on Twitter, on Facebook and Snapchat. I mean, on Instagram and Snapchat, sorry. And I, I appreciate Talk It Out for having me on the podcast. This is definitely my favorite female podcast. The reason I found, um, well, let me say this, not just female, I'm sorry. This is definitely a top five podcast for me. And um, it's a great one. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Here, <laughs> Lord. All right. So, uh, yeah, this has been your girl Gabby, KP, and our special guest, Mr. Kilo. Kilo. And this has been Talk It Out. We're not doing that weird shit at the end where talk we just talk, talk it out. out. No, talk God. It out.